0: Welcome to Dragon's Cast, post-game edition. Uh, we're here after another tough loss, 82-64 to against Temple at a home game at the Palestra. Those games are always the best. I think you guys would agree. And I think we advertised this game as much as Fran Dunphy's last game as it, were, as it was the Drexel game. I think Troy Harper's dunk was a positive. What else do you guys think we can take away from this tough loss to a City 6 team over here? We got to look at
1: Toddus's dance moves on the video board. I know Bill wants to talk about those. Yeah, it's very important
2: to talk about Toddus's dance.
1: It's impressive.
2: No, Troy has been playing well still. I know, I mean no one really played that well in that game, but um he seems to be playing one of the better players on the team, so I think that's a plus to take away. I think there's more negatives than pluses in this particular contest. Yeah, I would say Troy Harper's the the main
3: positive in this game. He did look like he could drive uh, he was finishing pretty good. Uh, he's playing under control for the most part. Uh, he had a couple. He, had, I think he hit an opening. I don't think he hit a three, but he hit uh, a couple outside jumpers. Um,
1: but that's probably about it for positive. Uh, as close to a positive as it can be is we had it to six with like eight minutes left. And it was really discouraging after that point. But we were hanging with that team until eight minutes left in the game. And I think we killed ourselves. Granted, they were. They had shots that were halfway down that were coming out. Like, they were good looks that just weren't falling for them. But they were doing everything to let us stick around. And then at the eight-minute mark, they kind of clamped down, and we were playing less well than we played the rest of the game. But it it wasn't like UConn where after, like, the first eight minutes, we were just completely outclassed.
2: I think when the other team, and this happened with UConn and Temple, has, like, longer athletic guards – uh, we struggle to adjust and end up making a lot of stupid mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and it ends up costing us. Uh, yeah. On these last two games, too many turnovers. Both teams, I think had over well over 20 points on scored on turnovers alone. That's pretty much the ball game and we don't generate points off turnovers. So that's pr- pretty much what made these games, not even close in, in both of them. From a box score standpoint,
3: it's very clear that the turnover
2: margin is what
3: is the difference. I did mean, we we didn't get out rebounded really. We didn't, Shoot drastically worse than they did, but watching the game to build your point, I think I'm trying to wrap my head around why are we committing so many more turnovers, and when we're playing these bigger, more athletic, longer teams uh it, it's it's more, it's a lot different than playing Loyola, Maryland when you're playing uh the guards are six foot two six foot three, and these guards are six foot five and long and faster, and we're not able to thread those needles. Cam Winner is not able to find uh, Butler on when he's driving. Um, you know, the dumb turnovers are the ones that really bother me that we're still making um, that aren't even on plays where we're trying to generate some offense. They're just boneheaded plays, and that mm-hmm. you can't have at all when the team is that athletic,
2: we're not good enough to be making that many mistakes. Like we have to play, like if we're going to beat one of these better teams, we'd have to almost play
1: like a flawless game at this point. We're not yeah. Close I, to that. I agree with that completely. I was going to say similar thing, everything from not turning the ball over um, to even And I know I harken it all the time, but even free throws, like we're probably only two points down at the half. If we hit all of our free throws in that first half and after Alhan thought he was fouled, instead of arguing with the ref, he actually gets back on defense, and they don't hit a half-court shot. It's a two-point game and a completely different mentality going into the halftime than being down 11.
0: Yeah, you guys mentioned the end of the game, uh, how we were close until they kind of clamped down. Similar thing, at I guess, the end of the first half. It seemed like we were going to cut it close, almost maybe we could potentially tie it up going into the half, but then they immediately there was, like I think, a... Five, uh, was it a five or six point swing, and they were up 11, and in, including that three point shot that had no business going in yes. at the end of the first half? So I agree with everything that you guys are saying pretty much. Like, Cam winner, um, sometimes when he stumbles, uh, he falls a few times, I feel like. And so he had a series of mistakes yesterday, but then he kind of catches himself and is back to being a lot more consistent. But uh, he's a freshman point guard. There's always so much you can expect out of him. He's going to make the uh, Vinnie Kirk lead back. I don't think uh, there's any denying that. I was hoping he'd be back yesterday with uh, Drexel men's basketball, posting that picture for game day with him on it. But he didn't, he was dressed, but didn't get any minutes. Consistency, I guess it's a young team, so you can't get too hard, too much about the consistency. But some of the, other than Troy Harper, I really wish, I guess, and I, I know we mentioned this a little bit last time too, but Alejandro Demir, you need to work the offense more through him, but at the same time, he, w- he needs to want the offense to be worked more through him. And I think there's something missing there right now. Hopefully, he'll find that during our CAA play, which is pretty much our I guess next game at this point. So, uh, I think without that, it's going to be hard for us to get the consistency we need to not have these long scoring droughts mixed with turnovers that seem to just let games get away from us.
2: Yeah, Leon, I agree with your, uh, Ali Han assessment, man. He, he needs to want the ball and make plays. I mean, he, he can do a lot of things. Like, he, he can post up, he can take a guy off the dribble, depending on who's covering him. Um, but he doesn't seem to have that mentality to just always go at it. I, I feel like every time we play a, an opponent that has not as, not as talented bigs, that he just goes to work. But then when we play a team like this, he kind of fades away a little bit, and he, and he shouldn't. I think he, we should still try to get it to him, and still, um, he should still be looking to generate offense.
1: Do you think him and James Butler have too similar of a game? And I guess either not lacking that drive to demand the ball, but I, I, I don't necessarily agree that they have great back-to-the-basket style moves. Um, uh, Butler definitely doesn't. Uh, Alehan, we've seen it in stretches, but I don't think he has such an array of moves the way we saw with guys like Frank Gallagher. Do you think it would be at least better to have mixed with Alehan, uh Tim Perry Jr. in there more often than, than Butler I, at this point? I don't think those two have the same skills at all. Marsh.
2: Butler really can't do anything with the ball. He essentially can shoot jump shots and clean up around the hoop. If he, if he has to dribble or do anything, he's not very effective. There's multiple times where... He got the ball passed to him and he was just a little too far from the hoop to finish, so he just didn't do anything with it. And it ended up like costing us an easy bucket. Alihan can drive to the hoop. He can he can post up a little. I really don't think he has that many moves, at least a couple that he can post guys up in there. He can face up, like he, he can do a lot of things. I just think he's hesitant at times. Play him with either one of those big guys. I, I don't I don't think it matters that much. Perry's kind of similar where he does gonna clean up around the hoop, he's gonna get passes and finish in there, but both those guys need to develop some kind of move.
3: Yeah, I agree. I strangely agree with Bill. Uh, Alahan is 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 a more finished player. He's got a lot more skills. Butler's kind of like our scrapper, although he can shoot that that mid range J. He can which shoot, which I think, uh, you know, I think would be good for him to just kind of when he gets it open, just shoot it. Uh, you know, it's uh, I'm not gonna regurgitate. I agree with everything you're saying with Alahan. he He could be so good, and I'm just not seeing it right now. Hopefully, um, we, we get to see that at some point. Uh, i I do want to make one comment on the rotation of some of our other players i, I think that we really saw um kind of the freshmanness of Coltrane and matt Matei, even Perry so much against um temple i don't we we really got outmatched when they went in in the first half mm-hmm. uh you know and, and we were sticking with them pretty good in the first half to leon's point we were only down three points with two minutes left, and somehow that turned to an eleven point deficit. Uh that goes the other direction, uh, who knows what happened in the second half? Um, probably still lose, but uh, when, when Coltrane was in, he was getting blown by. Addy was in. He wasn't doing much on defensively. He was okay. He just looked shaky, and I think in the second half, Spiker switched up the rotation a little bit. He just put one of them in at a time. Doles doesn't look like he's ready to play when he was in there uh and so i don't think we got a lot of we got barely anything out of our bench yesterday
1: yeah i think at one point on the floor kirk was the only true upperclassman on the court everyone else was either a sophomore or freshman or a redshirt freshman and i think that's when the lead in the second half for temple grew uh a bit and then we got it back down to six and i don't think that that rotation got back in after that but i agree um urich and coltrane and we've said it before aren't ready to play at this level as true freshmen. The loss of Kirkley and Walton for the year and Kirkley until whenever he comes back really has forced them into roles that they probably weren't going to play this year.
0: Not that it would have made that much of a difference, but I guess it goes to mention that I hate playing at the Palestra, especially home games at the Palestra. I don't care about the history, even though they did a much better job than they usually do. We got the best seats I've ever had sitting at the Palestra. We got, uh, the probably the video board, you know, doing the announcements, and you know, th- there was a lot of good stuff going on there, but I still dislike playing at the plaster, and it never feels like a home game. Uh, and, I, and I'm not going too much into the refs. In the first half, there was a couple of weird calls, and even Spiker got a technical for it. I don't even know what he did because the guy that called a tee on him was halfway across the court. So. The only thing I can think of is did he slam the scores table and the ref? And
1: like maybe he was working the ref before that and thought the ref thought he was showing him up. Like that's the only thing I could even think of. Yeah. He was definitely working the ref before because I remember the time before
3: he went over to talk to that ref and then that got ref him up quick. But you know, we came out of that technical playing a bunch <laughs> mm-hmm. of points out of that technical. I, I don't know why that is. We, we see that all the time. You get a technical, the other team gets three points. But then the team that gets the technical plays better. You see it over and over again. I don't know why, but the first half was rough. It really. I mean, we had the ball, even if you forget about it, we were down three, two minutes left. We had the ball and we were down eight. And we had the ball for the last shot. There was 25 mm-hmm. ball, and we didn't wait to the end, which we should have. We, we could have ran the clock the whole way down and just not. And say we not, don't score, we're only down eight. Say we score, we hit a three, we're only down five. What happens? We, we miss a shot. They get the rebound. Four seconds left, they hit a half court shot. Now we're down 11. Like that was the worst series yeah. of
0: unlucky events we could have had. There was a series, yes, where were. We were kind of, uh, it was like missed opportunities were going in and becoming even worse situations. And, and we don't, we can't afford missed opportunities. I and mean, we have one player that can be like that can put the dag like Trev, with this uh, with his three point shooting. But and he's not getting open or can't get the shots up. Uh, we really struggle on that consistent outside score Even uh, you know Cam can Cam can shoot the three a little bit, but we, I don't think we have that. Outside threat as much. Dole should be that guy, considering he spends most of his time around it. Uh, nowhere close to the paint, but
3: yeah, we definitely had some horrors. I, I agree with Leon. F the Palestra, man. We just had some bad Palestra luck there yesterday to a certain degree, and uh, we could have used some better luck. Never had a better seat at the Palestra. That was a great Palestra seat.
1: I don't and... think of that as Palestra luck as much. Yes, they had more Temple fins than they would have had if it was a game at the DAC. I don't disagree with you there. That said, even if it's at the DAC, if that game's played on the same day, it's not like we're getting 2,500 Drexel fans in the DAC for that game. Like, there would still be a sizable Temple contingent, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but, but for DAC, I, I still feel – like, I'm just tired of playing home games. It just re- harkens back to a time when we had to go to Penn every year Yeah, uh, and play, you know, play Dunphy's Penn team. We remember <laughs> uh, having a better team than
3: Penn pretty much – Early and when we were in students, and going down to that shitty gym and getting our asses kicked by a shittier team like three years in a row. And, and balls were terrible. They, the ticket lady wouldn't let us sit in our seats. It was awful. It was, and and yep. then, I think we started beating them later after we graduated. And Marshall, you're, you're, when you guys were in college, like, we started, you know, then they got real bad. But mm-hmm. the Dunfee Penn teams used to, they were crap. We lose by thirty, and then finish third. We had Robert Battle. We lost by thirty. It was ridiculous.
1: Not a lot of not a yeah. lot of
2: early fond memories. At the, at the point.
1: <laughs> and, and that's fair. Um, that that's certainly fair. I just I would rather focus on getting this game played early in the school year. If it's if it has to be, if Temple, a I think that that was a dumpy thing. I think there's a better chance of maybe Aaron McKee agreeing to maybe even a three and one where it's two games at the Leocora Center, one game at the Palestra, and one game at the DAC. I'd be fine with something like that. I don't hate the Palestra as much because I do think it's an opportunity for us to, when we play Penn, take over their building like we did when I was in school when we play another Philly school there, it's an opportunity. It's still closer to our campus than any of theirs. And we can fit more of our fans in there. I don't mind it as much. I do think that they should agree to come to the deck in some form of rotation, but I don't think that that would have helped us yesterday. I think yesterday is a game. They still would have beat us because they're more athletic and they're more experienced no, next I, yeah, Next year's the with the guys we have coming in next year, those are the types of freshmen that you can put in against the temple team and maybe not lose a lead the way we did with, um, Yurich and Coltrane in there, like bigger staff. And, um, and Orkros, Okros are just bigger, more athletic guys who, as a freshman, you would expect, just based on that, to be able to hold their uh, hold their own uh, for whatever minutes they'd have to play in a game like that. We're just not there yet with the rotation that we have.
2: Man, I think you mentioned earlier, Marshall, if we have, we have Walton and Kirk Lee, maybe it's just a completely different story. Exactly. Like, we're not exactly. seeing – what
0: if we well, had thrill?:
1: Well, that would be a completer story. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. We
2: lost a lot of firepower that we thought we were going to
1: have. I guess the big upside, though, is we did not dunk on our own basket in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about that clip? That was something, right? That's one that of the was... more boneheaded plays you could possibly have.
0: I know. That was, the that, best that was, is great.
1: so for anyone who's not aware who's listening to this, the Towson, uh, who was Towson playing LaSalle? Yeah. Uh, they, were playing they lost LaSalle. LaSalle. Yeah, at a, at a neutral site location. Towson player gets in, the inbound goes to him, and they're in their own backcourt. He just sees an open path to the basket and just dunks it on what's his own basket. And I don't know how you can be that unaware in a game to not know which basket's yours. But the best part of that is the dude who inbounds it to him. You just see him in the background, like, crouched to his knees. Like, what the F <laughs> are you doing?
0: It, it was, it was how do almost you... like the J.R. Smith uh, LeBron moment, but...
3: Almost. Uh, yeah, that was worse than the <laughs> poor JR Smith. <laughs> the stakes weren't quite as high,
0: though.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we don't beat Towson both times this year, I'm going to be pissed.
0: <laughs> I hope the DAC pack comes up with some good ones for when oh, uh, that guy comes to the DAC.
1: Oh, How definitely do you score will. that
3: in a box score when you dunk on you? Like, who gets the two points for LaSalle? <laughs> That's
0: a very good
1: question. Well, the, the best question was what would happen if he got fouled? going up for that dunk
3: <laughs> <laughs> who would
1: foul him <laughs> i
0: don't know his own guy uh, uh, yeah. these, these are all valid questions that the ncaa really needs to start thinking about yeah
3: <laughs> oh my god well <laughs> all right well let's did, forget uh, about this one another one to forget about
0: another one to forget i did to do the forget bucket uh so well, drink a I lot of eggnog and forget board. I think it's going to be our last uh, recording before Christmas. So, Merry Christmas, guys! Uh, ha- happy holidays! Uh, I think uh, we have next game is going to be against Northeastern. So, December twenty eighth. How are you guys feeling going into that? I mean, uh, not great.
2: They're just getting they're just getting healthy. <laughs> I know they had a rough out of conference, but they were missing a lot of guys. And I, I don't know what to expect from us. We seem to get blown out by really good teams, then beat up on uh,
1: not so good teams. And I, I don't know. It's hard to gauge exactly where we're at. So, I guess this will be a good test. I'm glad we're playing at Northeastern in the first game while they're still not fully back to what they could be. They're not CAA champion caliber yet. Clearly, Charleston is in a class in their own in the conference based on out of conference. So I'm glad we have a chance to steal a win up there in the first game of the season. But yeah, it would have been nice to have a better outing against Temple going into that game. But again, like we were hanging with a... And I think this Temple team is better than Northeastern and we were hanging with them until six minutes left in the game. So if we can fix a couple small things, I think Northeastern is a game we can win.
0: I hope so. I could really use that uh, post-Christmas, pre-New Year, jolt of happiness.
2: Yeah. Agreed. And well, hopefully we'll see Kirk.
3: Yeah, yeah. We yeah.
0: He's warming up. He's shooting warm-ups. Hopefully we
3: yeah. will uh, we'll see him. Yeah.
0: We did. Uh, I did launch a Patreon page this week because for those of you guys that are listening, that are interested in supporting the podcast, we have two different reward tiers and we're hoping to come up with a new uh, cool t-shirt design for the second, I think, reward, and the first reward, I think, is stickers. So if you guys are interested in supporting the podcast, I think I'll put the link in the show notes, but i Patreon page is pages up and running. It makes a great stock and stuff, right? <laughs> I'm getting one for Bill. <laughs> I'm getting one for Minkus. So...
3: <laughs> There we go.